Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What up? This is Myron, and you are listening to the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast, the alternative underground back alley, underbelly, down on the docks, on the other side of the track, speakeasy, dive bar style podcast of and about the Seattle Mariners that you were listening to on that Odyssey app or wherever else you're getting that podcast action from. Also, if you're checking us out on YouTube, uh, it helps us out if you, you know, subscribe, like, and uh, follow. Get those notifications when uh, content is dropping. Same thing when you are subscribing to this podcast. It really helps us out. Also, if you're watching on YouTube and you and you like the gear, uh, maybe you're like, meh, on the podcast, but you like the gear that Hannah and I wear. Basically, you'd be calling us a really or basically calling us a best dressed podcast. You can get this gear by starting on Instagram by hitting up at simply.cora. That's at simply.cora. Just another quick uh, programming note. We will have episodes coming out all next week throughout the All-Star Week, and we will be down at Tacos Tequila on Occidental, right across from the WAMU Theater, right across from the festivities that are going to go on just look for the pop-up uh signs and uh any other you know you'll see the banners out there on the patio you'll see us come by say hello we might have some swag with us anyways we haven't done an episode since last sunday so we're going to be talking a little bit about what happened in san francisco and what happened here in game one against the Houston Astros, which is a major, major pressure cooker series, as well as it being the final weekend before we get to the all-star break. And with me to discuss this, of course, the homie, the man, the myth, the legend, the fashion icon, and his wife calls him the most handiest man she knows, Hanno up in Edmonds. What's up, Hanno? Cheers. How you doing? I'm I'm doing good. The Mariners have won five out of their last six after hitting rock bottom. Uh, seems to be a trend with them. Uh, I heard Aaron Goldsmith say he would love to ask Scott Service or possibly request that they lose their first 10 games of the year to start off next year and just get on the skyrocket. Uh, 
think it's a little early to say that they've turned everything around, but I'm pretty happy with the last five of the, uh, out of six games and definitely happy with uh, how they've treated us over, you know, the 4th of July week for the most part. Yeah, they have uh, played some pretty good baseball here the last almost almost for a week now. You know, that's kind of the barometer for me to see uh, if they can do it. They're getting closer. Um, yeah, they played good baseball. Uh, All-Star Week has now started. Felix Hernandez was on top of the Space Neal raising the flag. So all is good in uh, Mannerland and uh, up in Seattle here is uh, the All-Star Week is kicking off. Yeah, they did that bright and early uh, here on Thursday. You know, recording this on Thursday night. My mom was blowing up my phone. I was wondering who was blowing up my phone at I don't know eight in the morning because where I'm staying is right there on Queen Anne Hill with with usually a view of the space. You know, I went and looked, but all the trees have the full foliage right now, so I could still see climate pledge. Could not see, uh, unfortunately, the. Uh, the flag raising, but she sent me, I don't know, five or six screenshots from her phone. So I think I got the coverage. Yeah, that's awesome. Your mom's that's great. She's a big Mariner fan. She can be down there this week checking things out. Yeah, she'll be down there Sunday. Uh, she'll be down there at tacos and tequila. But listen, I'd be remiss if I didn't say where I was tonight. I'm at the boxcar ale house in Magnolia. Actually, the first bar that we ever did a live show at. Yeah, nice to be back there, I bet. Uh, what you sipping on? Oh, I'm just sipping on water, staying hydrated. You know you know me. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but it, this place is pretty cool. They actually have some really awesome Mariners swag in here. They actually have an insert from the wall of the Mariners, uh, what is it, the 25th anniversary year? Um, your season. They have like an insert of the wall on the wall. They got a lot of old Mariner stuff. They got schedules here. I mean, this is a this is a place where a lot of you know uh, people come to watch sports. Even though I wouldn't just I wouldn't label it as a sports bar. It's like your neighborhood. Uh, you know, it's a, I guess it's a dive bar. We're, you know, we're a dive bar style podcast. But just wanted to give a little shout out to Boxcar Ale House. Uh, Easton, the owner here, is a really nice guy. In fact, they're gonna. Uh, there, I know that there was a flag raising down at the um, Space Needle today, but they're going to be doing a Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast banner raising here. Uh, happy to have our banner over here. Oh, that's awesome. That's great that they're supporting uh, you and the great podcast you do. Uh, I think that's on equal billing as the Space Needle and Felix Hernandez. You know, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to try to steal his thunder, but yeah, we're excited. We're going to be down there at Tacos and Tequila. I know I've said that a bunch, but listen, when we get back and we get actually going on this podcast, let's jump into, uh, you know, game one, and then let's just talk a bit about what happened in San Francisco and maybe talk a little bit about the, uh, futures game and the home run derby coming up and all that stuff. Sound good to you? Yeah, it does. It, you've always been a Magnolia type of guy. I'm glad you're over on that side of the bridge. <laughs> oh, fuck you. Ballard through and through. All right. With that, we're going to break. These are just some of the stars who appeared in the first 49 Major League All-Star Games. You can be part of baseball's historic 50th All-Star Game. 
ballots are free at any major or minor league ballpark or at any retail store featuring a Gillette All-Star display. Balloting ends July 4th. Be sure to get out The preceding announcement was furnished by Major League Baseball. Hanno, this week, even though there's a Houston series and a San Francisco series before that, they... It all, it all is one big, very, very, very do-or-die road trip for the Mariners. And at, at this point, they're three and one. And, and I mean, don't be confused when I say everything is connected just because we're playing teams with an orange palette. Uh, we're playing two really good teams. And, of course, everybody's familiar with the Houston Astros and, you know, what beating them means. But let's take it back to Monday. Uh, Mariners have a really, really good uh, back-and-forth uh, game that they actually took care of business late, late. And what I mean late, in the ninth inning, going into the ninth inning tied. And, you know, that's kind of not been been our thing this year in uh, the two years past. It's what the Mariners thrived on, you know, the fun differential or the run differential, you know, coming from behind one run games. That's what they lived on this year. As we know, it hasn't been our thing. So this was really like I think the type of win you want to have to set your uh, road trip off right versus just pounding the crap out of somebody. Yeah, it, it sure was. Um you know, we talked about it the last time we were on of San Francisco having to get back home to play this game, getting into town really late after a late night game on the East Coast. So San Francisco was tired going into it. And uh, the Mariners in, um, played a really good game. Wu pitched really well. He's been awesome. And uh, he kept him in the game, kept him off balance, was able to keep the game in reach for the Mariners. Uh, they were able to, like you said, um, add on in the ninth inning, something that was very reflective of their teams last year. And uh, they were able to hold on there in the ninth. Yeah, really good start after a really tough series that started out crummy against Tampa Bay. And then, you know, two big wins. And wouldn't you know, they're starting a little streak with three in a row there. Yeah. And uh, speaking of Brian, a really cool story I I saw and heard on the post game and then I saw on the on the social medias, Brian Wu, who grew up a Giants fan. And gosh, I mean, this is a guy who's seen three championships growing up when I think about when you think about it. But his grandfather, who is 93 years old, has never seen him pitch professionally because he's older and it's hard for him to travel. Uh, got to see him, uh, you know, pitch this pitch. You know, he was he pitched an amazing game. You know, in his home park. Uh, if you go onto Instagram uh, and look on the Mariners Instagram uh, or check ours out, uh, it, there's a really nice photo of him hugging his grandfather down on the field, and and his grandfather. Oh, what's that? Is that the bullpen calling me up right now? Yep. Okay. Uh, but there's a really good, uh, there's just a really good photo. I thought it was pretty awesome. And yeah, the Mariners playing add on and, you know, the back and forth. I mean, they, they had a lot of chances earlier in that game. San Francisco just played good defense throughout the series. You get into that ninth inning and you're like, oh man. And then they put four on the board against an all star reliever. And the Mariners put four on him, man. I mean, just what what a great feeling. And you you beat 
a game that Logan Webb starts, who's, you know, a, another, you know, yeah, he got his 11 strikeouts in that game. He only got two runs, but, you, you know, you, you, you got to him enough. Yeah, I mean, Chaos Ball started that inning. Caballero was on first, first pitch. He steals second, gets over to third again on a nice uh, piece of base running. And then, you know, that kind of crazy play that was hit the chopper of the first baseman. He double clutches. Caballero doesn't go. He kind of freezes. They make the throw to third, and Caballero slides in safely. I mean, he was creating chaos and kind of, yes. you know, gave the team a bunch of momentum. And, uh, that got the M's going, and lo and behold, they put four up, and they needed all four um, to hold on to that 6-5 victory. Yeah, I mean, Caballero's just one of these guys. Finds a way to affect the game positively in some fashion every time he's out there. Yeah, he definitely was uh, the spark plug, like I said. I mean, stealing on that first pitch and then all the other chaos he created, um, it was – really nice to see smart base running and um you know the mariners played a clean game and had some hits key hits late and uh that's a recipe for success good pitching solid uh, defense and some good base running and some timely hitting that's what we need to see and we're starting to see a little bit more of that here Yeah, and then the obviously the next game was Fourth of July. I mean, this again back to back years that they've just had great Fourth of July wins. I mean, this one is awesome. You know, you got you got Mike Ford. It's his birthday. Um, you know, if you don't know Mike Ford's story, he was on like forty five teams last year. I think he only spent uh, twenty five days not in a hotel. Uh, the last um, two July thirds. He was uh, DFA'd by other teams, maybe even the Mariners. I don't know. He was DFA'd by teams on July 3rd. What does that have to, what does that mean? Well, it was the day before 4th of July. No, it was his birthday. Born on the 4th of July, you know, gets four hits, including a bomb. You know, he was only, what, a triple away from the cycle. And uh, for a second there on that last double, I thought he was just going to go for it. I'm glad he didn't, but yeah. Um, he was definitely the story offensively, uh, great game by him. A guy that hasn't got much playing time, AJ Pollock, you know, got, a gotten a bat, put one in the left field, left field fence, but really the whole story of the game was Logan Gilbert, uh, really low pitch count in this game was able to go a full nine innings. Um, that last pitch to end the game, he struck out the batter with a high fastball inside at the top quadrant of the zone, and he just let her rip. Big 97, and he was pumped. Really good to see. Really exciting for him. Um, and the Mariners, um, his teammates, were certainly excited as well. Big win. I mean, that was a fourth win in a row. That happened, hadn't happened back since May against Oakland. So we've got ourselves a little streak here. Yeah, and, you know, there's other little things. Crawford, who's been, been hot on this trip, you know, collects a couple of hits. Uh, you have Julio putting, uh, you know, a multi-hit game together. Um, and, you know, as far as the rest of the lineup, it wasn't one of these games where there anybody was really hurting you. I think the only two people that didn't get hits in this game were uh, Colton Wong and uh, – 
but he also scored once. And then you had Kelnick, who who had a tough day, but he also got an RBI. So there was nobody in the lineup right here that didn't do anything positively. You got even you had AJ Pollock, you know, in there gets a couple hits. And the thing about the uh, nine innings, let's not forget how much the bullpen was used all this last week and going back into they've been used quite a bit. So for this this these you know, for this complete game shutout by Logan is huge. And like I said, we're talking about this series still because it's carrying into what happened into game one here in Houston. Um, you know, unfortunately, the Mariners could not get the sweep. Uh, they just absolutely could not do anything at the plate. Uh, also, the Mariners had Tom Tommy Malone. Uh, what's kind of frustrating about this game was they had a couple of innings where they had leadoff doubles. This was a low-scoring game. The Mariners get seven hits. The Giants get eight hits. But they get two runs, and you don't get any. And unfortunately, like, you know, Tommy Malone doing a spot start because of uh, Bryce Miller's, uh, you know, blister in, in the spot in his finger, which I think is a smart, smart thing. Just rest that until after the break. Uh, but Tommy Malone comes up, does his job. I mean, you you could have just had anybody go out there like Mike Ford and give up, you know, 15 runs. The way the Mariners were swinging the bat that game, uh, it just it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, I mean, tough luck from Tommy. Pitched really good. Uh, one batted ball went off the third base, you know, bounced into the outfield. That gave him, you know, a run or, a ch or into scoring position. And then, you know. We've talked about it so much, you know, uh, got to play clean baseball, um, high fly ball hit center field and Julio misplaced it. Uh, definitely a ball he should have caught run scores and, you know, it's two nothing bats weren't there with runners in scoring position when they don't play clean. Um, they have trouble and it was like, uh Oh, here we go again, but it seems to be just a little blip. Um, but it was nice for them to win the series. Unfortunately for Tommy Malone, um, that's the life of a big leaguer. He gets uh, designated for assignment after his spot start, pitched really well. But, yeah, um, a game that they very well could have won, so that was disappointing. But and all in all, it was a series win, so you got to take the positives there. Yeah, lots of positives in this series. If you yeah, just said, hey, we're going to – Yeah, and, and – And hard. You know – you have that and the big stories in this series. Again, Logan with the complete game shutout on 4th of July. And, you know, a year after Mike Ford turns 30 and gets DFA'd the day before he turns 30. Do you imagine that last year? Mike Ford was 29. He's 29 years old. He gets DFA'd for the billionth time <laughs> the day before his birthday. And the day he a year and a day later, you go four for four. Uh, with 31 jacks against the team. Honestly, this was the team that DFA'd him. So amazing, just amazing story. Mariners win two out of three. Uh, after this break, we'll get into what just happened here in game one in Houston right after this. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. 
So listen, game one down in this Houston series, which is big. Some people will say, uh, you know, they just got to keep winning series. This is a series. I really feel like you can't get anything less than a split. Uh, Why we like to say that is I think the Mariners will be in this race all the way to the end, but I'm talking about what makes the difference between a game or two games, you know, at the end of the year, uh, makes a big difference of pulling in close and being right there and being optimistic for next year and getting your ass in the dance, getting some new playoff gear for the fans to go waste all their money on. Um, and the first step was today. They take game one against a team that has for the better half of a decade stuck it to us. And this is the time to, you know, you don't have Javier hasn't pitched great this season, but he's always pitched well against the Mariners. Uh, you don't have Altuve and you don't have Jordan Alvarez and the Mariners take care of business in pretty much like a formulaic uh, way that we're accustomed to seeing them win. They, you know, put a run here, a run there, get a couple of bombs, get three bombs, two by uh, a Eugenio. Um, Kirby pitches into the seventh inning. Brash comes up and uh gets the spare, as I should say, on the frame. And then you have Munoz. And we didn't even have to break out Seawald, who had thrown three games in a row, uh, you know, this last week. You get Topa to come in there because of the 5-1, to one, because of the add-on. This is a great victory, especially after a hard travel day. You spoke about how San Francisco had to come in and play on not much rest on Monday. Well, the Mariners had to do the same thing down in Houston and they take care of business. So on the situations where we had to take care of business with San Francisco, not getting a lot of rest and this is going to be tough on the Mariners. They take care of business. So as far as uh, you know, which who has the advantage on the travel things, the Mariners went to and zero. Yeah, definitely. Um, and they lost two hours of, of time, you know, going that way. Like you mentioned, um, yeah, great game. JP uh, came in with a nice home run, played some great D. I want to bring up that play that was late in the game where JP went deep in the hole, backhanded, and got rid of it quickly through a long hop to France. It was hit by Chaz McCormick. And France, you know, usually is a, since it was a long hop, he didn't have to scoop it. It was kind of, you know, came up on him. So he got his glove up right side up and made the catch but as as Chaz was running by he grabbed his arm and it was kind of hard to tell at first and I went back to the replay and the umpire was a little bit slow on his call calling him out but he did call him out since uh France had on the ball but what a bush league play by Chaz McCormick because he's running by and grabs his arm I hope he wears one tomorrow I mean it was so just blatantly just bush league it's just something that was just it was A-Rod-esque yeah, it was just – it was hard to tell at first, but I could tell something was off. I mean, so I went back and rewound it to, to watch it, and uh, I just couldn't believe what – I mean, it was blatant. It was just a really w- weird baseball play that this guy did. It was – you know, he tried to, like, knock it. He, he kind of grabbed his bicep or knocked his bicep. He didn't hold on to him, but then he brought his arm back. It, it was – I don't know. i would be interested to see if uh, – I haven't seen any uh, interviews after the game. But uh, it's something I'll be looking uh, to check out. Yeah. You'll check it out as well. 
I will. Maybe it's something we'll see. Listen, they don't have a, uh, you know, if you're going to get in a brawl with them when they, when they, <laughs> they don't have Javier and Jordan, you know, that's probably the scariest guy I wouldn't want to mess with out on the diamond. I mean, now's the, now's the time to fight this team. Um, yeah, it definitely adds more fuel to the rivalry. <laughs> that's for sure. I also saw Ford get thrown out of this game. I guess Ford is really settling in as a major leaguer right now. He's, you know, he's had a great month. Now he's, now he's bitching out umpires. Yeah, this the zone was very erratic, but I mean, all season it has been these umpires. That's hard to hard to imagine some of these calls. But Kirby was getting them as well, and he benefited uh, benefited from the uh, terrible calls as well throughout the game. But yeah, Mike Ford's was a little off and low off the plate. It was a full count, and you know. Any player, no matter who it is, you know, that's up to bat, you know, wants to get the best chance they can up there. And when they're robbed of that, of a bad call, it's frustrating. So it was one of those things where uh, he kind of let him have it. He kept talking a little, went to the dugout and kept chirping. And uh, they heave-hoved him. And then Scott came out to uh, not really get animated at the umpire, but talk with him and uh, – that was that, and Mike Ford packed up his bats, glove, and hat, and headed for the showers. But good, good for Mike Ford. That just shows that hey, he's comfortable uh, right now. Uh, he's he's been on a roll, uh, definitely on the left side of the plate. Um, you know, uh, I, I've been really happy with him. We'll see how long it 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 it, it stays. Do, do am I sitting here going? That's our DH you know, for the rest of the year that we can ride with? No, not yet. Not, not at all. And that's not a slight at him, but I, I'm, I'm really interested to see uh, what he does. I know he got into a big foul ball tonight. We don't talk about foul balls, but they made a big deal on the radio about how big of a foul ball bomb he had. Uh, but Let's get away from the foul ball bombs because I just saw you give me a look. And let's talk about some real bombs that happened. Look, JP's got his eighth home run. I don't necessarily call all of his home runs bombs, but he had a pretty good one tonight. He's got eight. He's one off of his career high and an even more important home run, or I should say home runs, is by A. Eugenio Suarez. This is a guy we know drops bombs. It, it, I think outside of judge last year, he had the most home runs in like the last couple of years in all of baseball. Uh, he's now at 11, but in the last week we've seen him hit three. Um, and this last one was, you know, when you talk about him hitting the ball to the warning track, this was nowhere near the warning track. I think it was in the four twenty range. Um, if he can get be a power threat like this, Again, this really changes the scope of the Mariners' offense as far as driving and runs. I know he has 52, which is honestly pretty good for just right around the halfway point. He's, you know, he's looking at around 100 RBIs. He hits these home runs. Man, this could be an amazing second half for him. Yeah, we need him to get going like that. Um, he was counted on. And as you mentioned, that second home run, it had that, that sweet sound of uh, the crack of the bat that we haven't heard all yeah, year, especially out of him. Yeah, I, I mean, I noticed it on the uh, on the broadcast. You mentioned that you heard it, and it was definitely different on the radio side of things. 
And it was. He was squared up solid and just drove it into that left center field gap. It was a no-doubter. And, uh, yeah, big things for Gino. If he can keep this going, get his power numbers up, it'll sure be helpful because the Mariners are certainly counting on it. NBC Sports presents the 1979 All-Star Game from Seattle's Kingdom. It's the All-Stars of the National League versus the best of the American League. The 1979 All-Star Game is brought to you by Chrysler Corporation. See the mileage makers at your Dodge or Chrysler Plymouth dealers. By the newest member of Gillette's All-Star Team, Foamy Tropical Coconut Shave Cream. Every shave is like a trip to the tropics. And by the Miller Brewing Company, Brewers of Miller High Life. If you've got the time, we've got the beer. And by Polaroid, makers of the SX-70 Sonar, the world's smartest camera. But, you know, the story in this game, but outside of that is Kirby, you know, the newly named all-star. We'll get into that in just a second. Comes out, almost goes seven innings, and anytime you could get a pitching performance like that in that fucking building down there, wow. And I think, you know, Kirby had a, a little bit of pressure on him personally today after being named to the all-star team, you know, uh, filling in for maybe the best pitcher in the first half all around, I guess, the guy from Tampa Bay. that the, the Mariners, hey, put four runs on him the other day. In the game that he started, he goes out there today and, and backs up the, hey, I'm on the all-star team right now pretty damn well. In fact, my Houston Astros friend, Jim Rowley, maybe we'll get him here on Sunday. Uh, he texts me, George Kirby is a beast. We got it right here on the phone. Uh, he's I mean, a lot of the nation is, is if they haven't, they're starting to recognize the type of pitcher George Kirby is. We've all seen it now since he first came up last year and how well and poised and the type of pitcher he is, the way he locates, changes speeds, um, changes the hitter's eye levels. In tonight's game, you know, he might have not had his best stuff. Uh, he wasn't striking everybody out, but that was okay. He was pitching a contact, and he really had these Houston Astros – um, off balance. And he's shown, you know, in the playoffs last year too, that, uh, he kind of has Houston's numbers. So uh, it was great to see. Um, wouldn't you know, we've won five of six and, uh, Woo. it's, a you know, a good sign. Peaches and cream. <laughs> We're not, I'm not there yet, but it, it, you're right. It's you're getting there. <laughs> it's getting there. It, it is good. Uh, listen, the, we got three more games, and I just want to say this. George Kirby, as much as everybody's liking him and respecting him, like you're saying out there, guess what? Hands off the merchandise, everybody. He ain't going nowhere. That's 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 one of my absolute untouchable players on the Seattle Mariners. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's exciting. I know you wanted to jump into talking about the All-Star team. I mean, He's one that, you know, probably should have been um, voted on in the first round. Uh, he's yeah. had a great season, hasn't had the run support in times, but he's shown to have the stuff and pitch really well. So really exciting for him to join uh, Luis Castillo. And then Julio Rodriguez also gets yeah. it. And I know I'll let you talk about all that. But um, 
now, you know, there's a chance maybe we might have a Mariners start uh, the All-Star game with Shohei Otani being injured. We'll just have to see. I mean, and and you have, uh, what's the guy's name down in Tampa Bay? Uh, that got injured? Yeah. Yeah, McClanahan, I believe. McClanahan. And, you know, yeah, with Otani out, McClanahan not there. And look where Kirby pitched in you know, on Thursday, he'd be fully rested to go an inning or two. It is the home team. I think if you were playing somewhere else, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that so strongly. Um, I do have to say when they named Castillo as our lone all-star on the original, uh, you know, press release of the all-star team, I was a bit surprised, not because uh, mainly I should say I was surprised that he was named considering what's kind of happened in the last, you know, month or so, as far as Kirby really ascending and Castillo, you know, he's only at, you know, 3.0 ERA. I think it's 3.05 at the time of this recording could be lower tomorrow. Hopefully it gets lower tomorrow, but he did have more strikeouts than Kirby. His whip was lower. And at the time his ERA was lower, but he did get, hit a bit and touched up a bit in the end of that Tampa Bay series. Um, but then, you know, he did persevere and I know that had nothing to do with that game, but I was a little bit surprised a bit that Castillo got it over Kirby. But again, Castillo's a name. He's, this is not his first time in an all-star game. Uh, happy for him. I think he's pitched great this first half. Uh, are good. I should say he's pitched pretty good this first half, but uh, I, I do expect a bit more of him, and I think we're going to see it. As far as Kirby, right now he's back to pitching like the best he's pitched. Uh, you know, Julio making the all-star team. You know, he's definitely on the ups, upswing, and we've even heard, you know, all, uh, you know, even hear Scott Service ooh and ah over what Kirby's done and how important Castillo has been at times. And he'll go, he'll be honest and go, hey, look, Julio's had the ups and downs. But this all-star game has lost a lot of star power to um, injuries. Also, you know, as far as Major League Baseball is looking at it, it was a definite move. Julio's not playing bad. He's just, it's he's not back to that like level he was out last year. Do I think he can get there? Absolutely. I think at the end of the year, again, like we talked about this before the, the all-star game, you know, most baseball fans know this is all based off of the first half, but there is that star power business part of this. And he's one of the ambassadors here. They put him in the home run derby, um, you know, but the home run derby, is it always the home run hitters that you want to see in it? No. I mean, of course I want to see Aaron judge. He's injured and probably wouldn't do it. Shohei Atani's not going to do it. And also he has a blister on his hand. Um, you know, Jordan Alvarez is, is also injured. I'm pretty bummed out. There's not a lot of left-handers, but I am happy to see Julio as a Mariners fan. I think it gives this town just the buzz and, and it's definitely going to get that crowd going and, and it's going to be great to see him in the game and, yeah, we probably got our three biggest names of Mariners in the All-Star game. The only person I think that's a that's a big name that we always think of when you think of the Mariners is Big Dumper. But outside of that, it, the Mariners and the Mariners uh, fan base should be happy that we have three All-Stars in there, which 
I think is pretty generous. Yeah, I mean, just to echo some of your things, um, yeah, I think with the game being in Seattle, yeah, that gives the chance of maybe one of those pitchers being the starter of the game. Otherwise, you know, I agree. It wouldn't be that much of the case to give them the nod to start the all-star game with it, but with it being at home. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think it gives them a better chance to start. Um, Julio. Yeah, I agree with you. He hasn't been up to uh, what we thought Julio would get to this year or um, where he was last year, but that's okay. He's trending in the right direction. Like you mentioned. Yeah, he is. But the all-star game is better with Julio in it, so I'm glad to see that Absol- he's in it. Absolutely. And he's been hitting over 500, I think, in the last week. So, you know, I think maybe him knowing that he's getting on this team, he's definitely somebody that takes a lot of pride in, uh, you know, his image and and how what people think about him. And he, you know, likes to lead by example on the field, you know, with – results and by the fun that he brings into baseball it's it's a it's a good thing it's a great thing and also for the mariners and major league baseball they were probably like what the fuck are we gonna do with all these julio all-star jerseys well now they can sell the damn things yeah that's true it is there it was their decision major league baseballs to add him to the game um you know there has been a lot of talk of guys like uh Alex Verdugo, he's had an okay season and, um, and some others that might have gotten slighted. But, yeah, it makes sense to put Julio there. Maybe he wouldn't have gotten the nod if it wasn't in Seattle, but, oh, well, um, we're glad That's he's, the way it works. he's Yeah, we're glad he's there and that uh, we're going to get to see him play on the home turf there at T-Mobile Park. Major League Baseball presents Big League Tips. Here's how to figure an earned run average. First of all, take the total number of earned runs that you've allowed, say 20. You divide that by the number of innings that you've pitched, let's say 80. Now that'll give you a figure, 80 into 20, of .250. Now you take .250, multiply that by 9 to give you a number of runs per 9 inning. Yeah, this would be 2.25. In the ERA of that, you'd be pitching awfully well. Baseball fever. Catch it. Major League Baseball. Yeah, so, you know, we're, we're looking into the last three games here. Hopefully the Mariners can get two, three of these. Be over that 500 mark, which I think would be a good feeling when the rest of the team and everybody breaks. And Scott Service, Luis Castillo, George Kirby, and Julio come back to Seattle for the All-Star Game, along with our trainer. Um, We'll be down there. We're going to be at Tacos and Tequila. Come by and say hi every day. Uh, We'll be back on Monday, but we're going to have some other programming. Uh, We'll be back on Monday talking about how the Mariners uh, ended the season. We're also going to, man, I don't know how we're going to fit all this stuff in. We definitely got to do a home run derby uh, show, which I think we'll probably also drop that Monday. We might just quickly talk about the series on Monday and get into this home run derby start just kind of changing the focus into the all-star game but we'll be down there recording all kinds of content the next few weeks you know what if you're rye bread and mustard mariners podcast listener you're going to be getting more than the two or three episodes a week so that's the good news but come down say hi uh we'll be talking with a lot of fun guests aren't you excited for all this hanno yeah it's 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 awesome um gonna be right down there in the middle of all of it um you mentioned the home run derby talking about that I mean, that's always exciting. Um, 
it's going to be cool. You know, you mentioned there's only one, well, he's a switch hitter, but, it, you know, his dominant side is left-hander. Uh, and Adley Rutschman, only one left-hander. But I'm totally okay with that. I mean, the whole thing to me is uh, let's see if these righties can put one out to Royal Brome. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, out of my frustration as being a fellow left-hander and not really having a true lefty in it, I entered myself in the Simply Seattle uh, wiffle ball home run derby i will be down there in occidental park on friday the four o'clock slot i'm expecting hordes and hordes of fans but i will not be signing autographs i'll be strictly focused on hitting the ball onto i think uh i'm gonna hit it down to king street i don't know which way it's 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 i don't know if i'm gonna get any practice in before but i'm expecting to dominate can you still do a podcast with a busted up oblique? <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll have to talk a bit less, so that might be a highly rated episode. <laughs> yeah, That's but awesome. uh, I'm there's excited good, about it. There's Go some ahead. good prizes. Uh, you're They're playing right. for some big money. There's a lot of prizes. Uh, you, you got to yeah, they don't sponsor Magnolia yeah, Little they, League. Maybe we can get them to sponsor our show. I'd talk more about it, but they're not a sponsor here on our show. Uh, but yeah, we'll be back Monday. Definitely talking Home Run Derby. Definitely talking a little bit about uh, what went down at the Celebrity uh, and Futures. There's, there's lots. This is, listen, if you're a listener and likes to hear about what's going on in baseball, this is going to be a fun week. I know there's lots of other places you can get your information from, but if you want the down and dirty backdoor you know, underground, you know, you know, you know the spiel I do at the top of this show. I've already forgotten it. Uh, I wonder why I guess this water is getting to me here. Um, but anyways, that's our show. Uh, again, like, subscribe, follow. Then then you'll know when these episodes are coming out. You don't have to wait till the end of the show to be like, what's going to be next? As if anybody does that. Anyways, uh, thanks to Hanno up in Edmonds. I'm down here. And again, thanks to the Boxcar Ale House in Magnolia. And with that being said, Hanno, you know what time it is. Char.